Divi Chat. Today we've got a great topic. We're going to talk about why it's important for you to own your own digital real estate, a.k.a. your own website, your own platform, as opposed to renting space from someone or not having any or just using the socials. So you may be seeing a little bit different uh, look here, and that's because we're trying out Ecamm Live uh, as the live streaming tool that we're using today. So let us know what you think, how you like it, and, um, you know, hey, Miro. So I want to show you one quick thing. Here we go. We've got, uh, we've got Miro. Now I need to resize this. I want to kind of dial this in before we do introductions, and I'll put that in there. And then a double shot SEO. I'm not sure who the heck you are, but welcome. And this is awesome. So let's do this. Uh, let's let's introduce everybody before we get started. And who wants to go first? You know what? I'm going to go with the beautiful lady right here to my left, Miss Stephanie Hudson. <laughs> oh, hold on a second here. I got to add him in. <laughs> Let me add you to the right. Oh. <sighs> There Man, you go, Stephanie. Was, Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. I was Tim. stuck in the green room, you guys. <laughs> I was. Can too. you hear me now? Yeah, everybody can hear everybody. Sarah, are you still in the green uh, room? Or did I let you in? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, live streaming is fun, right? <laughs> the digital Buddha has way too much power on this platform. That's I don't right. know. That's right. <laughs> Hey, What's everybody? up, everybody? Welcome to Divi Chat. I'm Stephanie Hudson. I'm here uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Rapid Focus WP, where we help you grow your agency, increase your revenue, decrease your workload, make your life better in general with our white label services. So check us out, focuswp.co, and join us in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. Boom. I'm so glad you're here, Stephanie. Oh, and I'm so glad you, you decided to stay with us because I know. You know Stephanie was, was having she a little, was a little stressed the show. right before the show. So um, but she pulled it together and said, Let's go. So Tim, sorry, you're gonna be second to last. I'll be last. Sarah's gonna go next. Tell us who you are, Sarah. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. And it's good to be here. The weather's cooling off here, which I don't love, but that's okay. That's life. I don't really feel like we've got a proper summer this year. I don't know what it's like in America, but we've had rain, 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 and a little bit of sun. So it's been crazy. It's been crazy here in America. So um, I'm living in a new place through the winter. So I don't know if it's atypical or typical i hear it's atypical this this time of year so a new a new place well i wasn't here last february and january oh and a stuff. new place for winter okay, a new I place guess. for winter so right. it was like gotcha it seemed normal to me but everybody that's lived here forever said oh no this is not normal at all so maybe it's not just in australia sarah tim go <laughs> Hey everybody, Tim Streifler here, and uh, you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all of my Divi plugins, child themes, and tutorials, and wpgears.com where I have the Divi Business Expert course with my pal David uh, to the top. Um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting topic, uh, a little bit different than what we have been doing. 
um, but it should be fun. And as uh, David already mentioned, we have some new uh, audio video toys, so to speak. Um, <laughs> live streaming you are setup. A <laughs> live streaming setup. Yeah. But uh, I mean, essentially, this is gear, right? We all love gear, whether that's software or hardware. And uh, whether it's finding a new project management app or finding a new live streaming setup, um, we all love to love love to nerd out over it. So that's essentially what we're doing is you guys are just witnessing and participating in us nerding out, uh, particularly this guy right here. So, yeah, <laughs> the maybe, biggest nerd of us all, maybe just yeah. a touch. So um, <laughs> my name is David Blackman. I'm the CEO of Divi Space and Aspen Grove Studios. And as Tim, my good friend and partner down there, said he and I do courses over on WPGears.com. So check it out. We help you grow your web design business and stuff. And this is Divi Chat. I know we've got a lot of new viewers probably watching. I'm noticing some some people from the live streaming community, they're very used to this kind of setup and stuff. And the awesome thing about the live streaming community is that when you go live, they come over and support you and stuff, which is kind of like Aww. the Divi community, which is kind of awesome. Um, so we're going to talk about some things tonight that, you know, I'm very, very passionate about, or this afternoon, or this morning, if you're where Sarah is, Um you know, which is, you know, owning your own digital real estate. Um, I figured it would be a really good topic for Divi Chat, especially in this day and age. You know, in the last year, a lot of businesses went out of business because they didn't have an online presence. They weren't able to adapt when when the whole world basically went shut on shutdown and they and they couldn't transition. And that was kind of difficult to see, you know, friends, family members and, and even total strangers who who didn't have a platform that they could go to and stuff. And I personally believe that um, owning your own space on the web, and, and I'm using the term digital real estate, it will be the equivalent in the future of owning physical property in the real world because, as we know, everything is digital. Um, we are the guinea pigs <laughs> of the future. We have no idea if all of this tech that we've got around us right now is currently melting our brains. We won't know until, you know, 50 years from now. But uh, so, yeah. So I wanted, you know, these are three. Um, I'm sitting here on the panel. Obviously, if you're a regular Divi Chat chatter, you know who these three people are. You know, they own some some awesome web design agencies and stuff. And, and they're they have been helping clients um, build a presence online for quite a few years, and, and they're great friends of mine. And uh, if you're not, welcome. That's who they are. And so we're going to kind of talk about that. And um, I don't want to talk the whole time I could about this topic, but there's three insanely smart people on here with me who's got a lot of stuff to say. So where do you all want to start? Well, I thought maybe, maybe we can... we'd start. Can you guys hear me good? I feel like my video is really glitchy. No, we can hear is you it? great. We can hear okay, you great good. and see you great too, Stephanie. Just saying. Well, but t <laughs> Tim, you go. I mean, well, I was going to say, I feel like uh, before we talk about uh, the the reasons why you want to own your own digital real estate, um, I think maybe we discuss what the alternatives are and kind of what we see happening out there in the world where people are are choosing alternatives that they think 
is are is the right choice, uh, but really they realize they're not. So, for example, uh, social media is a big one. So uh, you see it all the time where, where people are building out huge followings on social media, whether that's on YouTube, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on TikTok, uh, whatever it may be. But the thing is, is that platform has all the control. And so uh, like having uh, a million followers on Instagram, while that's impressive, uh, I would way rather have uh, an email list of 50,000 than uh, a million followers on social. Uh, because when I own that email list, I can do whatever I want with it. With a million followers on Instagram, it's crowded. You're on someone else's real estate. Uh, you're renting a small corner of their real estate and uh, you don't have ultimate control. You don't own those assets, whether it's the followers, whether it's the, the content. Um, and that's another thing people don't realize is when you put content onto social media, they essentially own that content or they have like unlimited rights to do whatever they want with it. I forget, depends on the platform and their terms of services and stuff. But um, so that's a, a big one to discuss is, is social media and uh, why having your own uh, property. So your own website, your own email list and owning all of that opposed to renting space on social media platforms, or I guess I should say exclusively renting space. Cause I'm not trying to say don't have a social following and don't use social media for marketing, but don't exclusively use social media. That's a, that's a fantastic point, Tim, because, and maybe Sarah can speak to this a little bit. And if she can't, that's okay. Um, she is in Australia and a mutual friend of ours recently posted, I want to say like last week about all of the shutdowns that happened on Facebook to the news organizations, which ultimately maybe even shut down some some schools and stuff like that, who'd only had a presence. So basically, there's been arguments between the government and Facebook, and I won't go into the details because I don't want to get it wrong, but essentially um, there's been this fight over payment. So the news corporations are kind of saying, well, you guys are like, basically using our content and you should pay us for every time people click on it. There's lots of complexities to that and I don't agree with all of it and whatever. But anyway, Facebook eventually said, well, stuff you. We're going to stop showing the new stuff because it doesn't make us money. We don't really care about it. You're the ones who want to be there, so you're out. But the issue uh, came in that the legislation was a little bit blurry around what is news. And so it meant that um, government websites, like government Facebook pages went down. So at the moment, a lot of people get their news around coronavirus uh, or COVID, sorry, on the Facebook pages. So you'll go to like your state government Facebook page and there'll be the up-to-date news. And that's the way to get like really current up-to-date news about what's happening with COVID in your state or the rules or the numbers for the day. So a lot of people use that information. So they all got shut down. A lot of um, mental health um, type website, uh, Facebook pages got shut down. I don't know about schools, but you've said schools. I didn't see that part of it. Um, but there were a lot that were really murky. Uh, they're not news, they're more a public service. So fire uh, fire station Facebook pages went down and, you know, all those kind of ones. So it wasn't just news. Um, I think a lot of that's been rectified now, but it was certainly a bit of an issue and a lot of places who solely relied on Facebook suddenly didn't have a presence. And it's not that they didn't have a website. Like the state government has a website, right? 
but it's just much harder to navigate to find the information. Like if you want to see what the numbers are for a state, it's so much easier to go to Facebook or like if there's a live press conference, it pops up in your Facebook and notifies you and that's really useful. So for the end user, it's super useful, but Facebook basically said, well, it doesn't make us money and you guys are going to make us pay. So no. <laughs> And people had no control and they just lost their Facebook page. Uh, I think a lot of them have been restored. That should have been restored. But, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah and I think the point is, um, as I play and get things set up here, I think the point is is that when you don't own your own platform, <laughs> your own digital real estate, you're at the mercy of whatever platform you chose to be on. So whether it's the socials, which everybody's on social, I get it, you need to be there and stuff. But when something like this that recently happened in Australia happens, you're kind of powerless. You know, Zuckerberg's making the decisions over there. He doesn't, you know, it was it was a Catholic school. Olga's, you know, school Facebook page was shut down and stuff. So yeah, right. maybe they was it was news and stuff. But, Olga, um, Divi Chat alum, right? Yeah, Divi Chat alum, yeah. Olga Summerhays. And she gave I mean, it probably was all schools. I just, I didn't see that bit of it. But there right. was certainly a lot that shouldn't have been shut down that were more public service. But Facebook's point with it, which I think is fair in some ways, was that it was too blurry the line of where they were going to have to pay for every click. And so that was their point in saying, well, you need to change the rule because the rule is too blurry at the moment. So we're going to be blurry with what we do too, which right. did show they have ultimate control. And that's yeah. a challenging yeah. place if that is your only um, public facing profile. Which I think... I do agree, yeah, Sarah, ahead, though, Steph. that it's not, it's not about the why. It's about the fact that they can. Yes, it really right. isn't yeah, like exactly. the politics of this issue don't matter. In the United States, the president of our country was banned. Like it was. So your whole government <laughs> got kicked off. Our president got kicked off. We are talking about platforms that are so powerful that they can literally make or break uh, one of our businesses yeah. without even blinking. And yeah, so right. there's a there's a lot of power there that we just need to be aware of when we're when we're talking about yeah our livelihood yeah and i think yeah. i don't think it has to do with I, I think maybe it does let me let me say this maybe it's about and what we're talking about today is putting the power back into your hands by having your own platform and it's not we're not saying don't use these things because by all means, as a business, you need to use these things. You need to be on YouTube. You need to be on Facebook. Wherever your audience is, you need to be there. But you need to be driving them to your platform. So ultimately, yeah. if something happens, you still have your audience with you and stuff. Tim says he wants to say something. I can see it. Yeah, and, and I don't want to bring in politics again, but I think that that's the, the, the bigger issue is that these companies have way too much power. And so the bottom line is don't give them 100% of the power. You need to own your own domain, like literally, but your own, uh, you need to own your own audience and your own voice. And so like, for example, when after President Trump got banned from Facebook and stuff and like other people that were like, uh, for-profit businesses, but we're also outspoken conservatives. I, I literally saw them saying things like, I don't know if I'm about to get kicked off of this thing because we're, what we're seeing happening is crazy. But 
if I do get kicked off, come follow me over here. And they like whipped up a quick landing page where it's like, that mm -hmm. was like kind of like a, a Hail Mary effort. Like, Hey, if I get taken down, like come find me over here. However, if they had been building their own, uh, online presence on their own website with their own email list, their own audience, then they wouldn't have had to do that. They would have just, it would have been business as usual. And so I think that's, kind of the bottom line is is don't put all your eggs in one basket whether that basket is youtube facebook instagram TikTok, uh squarespace even uh you know we haven't really touched on that whole thing with squarespace and weebly and all those other things where it's like not social media but you're still renting space on someone else's servers and they still have control and they can shut you down if they don't like what you're doing so yeah totally so, true yeah so i mean i, I think that's kind of what's most important um you know and some people who are are tuning in today may or who may find this on youtube or facebook um you may be asking yourself well what are my options you know what what can i do and stuff what exactly are you guys talking about and what we're specifically talking about is is wordpress you know wordpress is the number one platform in the world, 40% of the internet is built on WordPress. 40% of the top 10 million websites are built on WordPress, okay? And it's open source, it's free, um, and it's it's a considered a self-hosted platform where you can choose your hosting, you own your domain, you own your, you know, you own that part of it versus, you know, like Squarespace is an example that a lot of people use. And Honestly, Squarespace is no different than the socials. They're a proprietary platform that's owned by um, by Squarespace. <laughs> and all of my monitors just went dark, with the exception of that little guy up there. Um, hey, David, can you or do you have enough monitor to put up Nancy's comment? Uh, let me see here. Uh, the hosting. Company? Nancy says, yeah. "Yeah, she says hosting companies." So this is this is a fair argument to that right so we're saying like don't don't use these or not don't but we're saying the risks with using something like wix squarespace social media and nancy says well a hosting company can take you down as well true however if you are properly backing up your site backing it up to redundant locations you still have your content and you still have that website so you can just spin up a server on another site just get another hosting account and theoretically you can ser serve it up yourself but i mean that's beyond my skill set and a lot yeah. of us here i think but really you can go just to another hosting account and boom your site is back up if you you control your domain registration if you have control of all of these things then that's only going to be a temporary blip whereas like miro says in the previous comment if your social goes down you could be in a world of hurt. You know, yeah, you it could, could be down. You lose your social, absolutely. Yeah, if it gets hacked, you, you could lose, lose it, it permanently, yeah. or you could just lose revenue. I had a client who was doing a huge promotion. They had spent months doing this. It was a sale, and it was all done on Instagram. And uh, she sells um, elderberry syrup. So she's always it like has to be very careful about how she says everything so that she doesn't get caught with like medical claims or something and she she's very careful not to and there was a, an accusation against one of her posts she didn't know even which one it is the day before her promotion they shut down all of her social accounts instagram facebook everything she lost 
tons of money because she had this whole thing scheduled and all these products and stuff. She reached out, reached out, reached out. Eventually, I think it was about two weeks later, they came back to her and said, oh, sorry, it was actually fine. That was our bad. <laughs> yeah. So she had done nothing wrong and that happened and there was literally nothing she could do to fix it and nothing, no recourse for her in the end. Like they're not good. There, there was just right. it. There was nothing. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, no. I kind of experienced a similar thing uh, where a few weeks before Black Friday, my Facebook ads account got disabled and it was saying that I broke the terms and blah, blah, blah. And like just kind of being in the the internet marketing realm i've heard stories of that happening to people where it took them months to get it back and get it re-enabled and stuff luckily it was i i it was like a mistake and i didn't actually uh do anything wrong similar to stephanie's story and so they had it re-enabled within 24 hours um but like that kind of stuff happens however that's that's only one avenue of of my promotions my email list I own. Yes, it's it's on Mailchimp, and I. But like similar to your own website, I could take that email list and move it around and yeah. stuff. And so, um, yeah, I mean, diversify risk, own your own stuff, and then you can do what you want with it. Back it up, back up, back up. Email list, website. I've never backed up a Mailchimp list before, but it's probably not a bad idea to no, at least it. once a month or something like download the list. Yeah, absolutely. We do it regularly because it's so big. And yeah, it, it, Tim's right. I mean, if, that's if, what she said, David. <laughs> hey, hold on a second here. That one deserves a. That deserves, that deserves oh, that. Lord. We, we haven't even oh, brought in I some start? of the other amazing <laughs> features. So, you know, when Stephanie's David talking. Has all the power. Or Sarah, and she. No, I don't like No, it. actually, I don't. You guys can do this too if you, you know, have the tools on your end. So. You could bring it in. That's I the like wonderful this, thing. Like, you know? I like how my little thing is like censoring me right here. That right. little red dot. Oh, you well, see that? Here, let's <laughs> let's give that let's give that red dot a little round of applause. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you, red dot. Oh we gotta keep it modest around here. That's right. That's right. Um, Debbie chats a family show. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know what. What are some of the options that you can do, you know, um, that are low hanging? Uh, obviously, we, we, us four sitting up here, it's not hard for us. We just, we use the terms like spin our own site up, spin it up quickly, grab a backup, which is like second nature to us. However, if you're in the audience and, or you're listening to this on the podcast and you, you're not a developer or a web developer. What does that look like? What does that mean? Well, it's it's pretty simple. The basic steps are purchase a domain, GoDaddy, Namecheap. There's lots of registrars out there. We use GoDaddy because they're GoDaddy's GoDaddy, and, and we only use them for registrar, but we use GoDaddy. Um, I don't know what you guys use. We do use Namecheap as well. Um, buy a domain, 10 bucks a year. 15 bucks a year, whatever that costs. That's nothing in the big scheme of things. Hosting. Get a good hosting company. SiteGround, uh, Flywheel, Divi Space Hosting. You know, $15. We charge $15 a month. And our hosting is awesome. I'm going to tell you, we got some people in the audience probably that are on the hosting and they can speak to it themselves. Um, or Kinetics in Australia. 
Good, yeah. kinetics. Yeah, kinetics. Exactly. Well, hey, um, you know, we want to represent all over the world. And then thirdly, what is, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a web developer. I can't build my own site. Well, you can hire somebody, A, or B, you can grab a child theme, you know, WordPress. Um, Tim turned his camera off. He's, he's playing with all the buttons over there. No, um, I, I clicked the, on the browser, <laughs> the little camera icon. My bad. His OCD is kicking in. His OCD is kicking in. Um, you know, the, the I'm so jealous because I don't have any buttons. <laughs> you can, um, you know, the next thing you can do is just grab a child theme, a WordPress child theme, quickly install it, probably in less than 15 minutes, and then work on branding yourself, and you could have a website up that fast. You know, so 10 bucks for a domain, 15 bucks for hosting. Child themes can go anywhere from thirty to a hundred fifty dollars. So you spend a couple of hundred dollars, and you can technically you have your own theme. space. What's that? You forgot the parent theme. So yeah, parent theme too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. I Keep think that I think that this is you know that's a super basic sort of solution to yeah, this that yeah. is accessible to a lot of people. However, I think seeing as this is Divi chat, this is mostly people who know how to do these things. Where I think the real value of this conversation is, is if we start to talk about how we can take this conversation and educate our clients and then get more business out of them while also helping them, of course, you know, so if we have, if there are businesses that we know that aren't online, this is, those are people that are perfect target market that we could go after and help them to get their own real estate, stop uh, renting space on the socials and hire a digital contractor like us. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a, absolutely. a digital construction worker. I was trying to think about this. Like we're, we're the ones that build the real estate for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we live in and all those other platforms are just like investment properties, right? Like that's not where you live. Those are your investments. That's They're that's rentals. like the extra little things. Yeah. Yeah, we live in a day and age where everyone is a influencer. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick of seeing influencers and and everything where like on every platform, where Instagram has become a place where like, you know, thirty percent of the profiles out there have like fifty thousand plus followers and it's like everyone's an influencer which means no one's really an influencer and no one's really influencing anybody but everyone has this like kind of fake facade that they're like big and powerful but really like it's useless followers anyways uh i digress but what i'm gonna say is someone should specialize someone in our community specialized in influencer web design go after and start targeting all those influencers <laughs> that don't actually have a web presence or don't have a strong web presence and like stephanie said educate them on the importance of building up their platform getting their audience off of just instagram or just youtube or whatever and getting your own email list your own website space and, and content and audience that you own so that if something does happen, you own it. But also, it's also way more valuable too. Because if you get, if you have a million followers and you get fifty thousand of them onto 
a email list, that's going to be way more profitable than those million followers on, on Instagram or, or wherever it may be, uh, because it's just monetizing followers is a lot harder than people think. And so you have to, you know, find ways to get them off of that platform to actually uh, monetize it. Yeah. So. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think I know a lot of people in the, in the YouTube space, for example, who have, you know, a lot of followers and stuff and, you know, they do really well, Tim. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure what the metrics are cause I, I don't have that data and stuff cause I'm, I haven't been over there. I, I do have the experience on the email list side and, yeah, and YouTube I, and I do more, yeah. more profitable on Instagram though. I know cause I actually co-own in a different niche, a profile that just hit a million followers and it's, it, produces Crickets? like it's this almost nothing yeah in terms of revenue <laughs> yeah but i think it, that depends like what yeah. you're it does like what space you're working in right because right. i think instagram has a place but what we're saying is don't set yourself up in one location yeah. so like for example there's an instagram account that i follow called young house love and it's all about like renovating type stuff but the chick who runs that they have a website and they are constantly doing blogs but they use instagram as a way of getting you to go and view their blogs so they'll do stories um and they'll just have the swipe up feature that sends you to their website so they're constantly sending you to their website but they use instagram to be able to do yeah. that and then when you go to their website, they've got ads. And so they're making money from the ads. So that's how they're making their money. But they're using Instagram as a way of connecting with people. Now, of course, if Instagram locks them out, that would suck for them because that's the way that they get people. They remind people. Right. But they have an email list as well. And if they disappeared from Instagram, I would miss them because she posts every day in the stories and I love watching her posts they're interesting and I just like I want to see it and if she disappeared I would probably go look for her website so I think there are people who are doing it well where they're using Instagram yeah. in combination with their website and we're not saying social media is a bad thing but what we're saying is don't have just a presence on something that someone else owns do it in a way where like she's not posting the information on Instagram She's posting a reference to their website that sends you over to their website. And that I think that is really effective. It is. Um, and I think it's a way of reminding people that you have a blog. Like I wouldn't remember to go look at their blog every week, but because of the stories, I go look at their blog. And if she disappeared, I would probably make more of an effort to go to the website. But because of social media, it helps that process. So. Yep. Yeah, that's a great. Example I think it's all bad, and and the area media. helps. That's like Instagram good. is pointless for me. Sorry. Oh no, I think we're some. I thought you stopped, and I started talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think there's. Some, I think uh, YouTube delay. is probably you know I guess kind of my example or what I was thinking is like a lot of the people that I I I'm talking about are like YouTubers. And they do really well with, with their audience only. Um, however, a couple of years ago when YouTube changed their algorithm one January, uh, a lot of the I had some friends in the RV space who have big YouTube channels, and all of their revenue was, was based around their YouTube channel. And um, YouTube changed the algorithm. Their videos that were generating a lot of the revenue and stuff changed <laughs> and their revenue dropped drastically overnight and stuff. And they realized immediately they were like, 
OMG, I need to do something different. And they have since kind of transitioned into understanding the value of like owning their their own property and stuff and, and utilizing these platforms out here to build up that platform. And that's the thing that I think is most important is utilizing Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, whatever that is, driving them to your website to build up your platform. Because ultimately what will happen for you is, you know, if you do it properly on the number one search engine in the world, which is Google, um, your web site will become an authority in whatever your niche is. So if you're producing that type of good, valuable content, you'll become an authority over there. And if you utilize all of these other, you know, ancillary platforms to drive traffic to, which, you know, is the equivalent of backlinks and stuff like that, you can, you can build an insanely powerful space on the Internet that's authoritative. A lot of people will find, um, and, and it's just, you know, there's... You know, there's that. That's kind of what I want to talk about and stuff, and and that I'm really kind of passionate about and stuff is like, drive it all yeah. over there. You know, have that your home, yeah, your exactly. crux. Yeah, the example uh, Sarah shared was a great example of doing it effectively to where you're, like you said, David, driving the traffic back to your website and then also simultaneously uh, building up your. Uh, your email list too. Uh, but yeah, if you have a, a way to drive traffic, like social media is a fantastic way of drive traffic, but drive the traffic. Don't just keep them on the social profile, you know, get them back to your website. Yeah. Danny says that she yeah, realistically, of, it's a great way to get people. Yeah. She says that she gets all of her clients from Instagram. She says it's so much easier to connect <clears throat> with other businesses there, you know? So yeah. So what I tell what I tell my clients is a similar thing about this. This is sort of a conversation that I've had a hundred times, and it is your website is your hub. I ask them, I say, okay, I'm going to list some social media <laughs> networks, and you tell me like how many of them you're on. So I say Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok, and everybody over the age of thirty starts rolling their eyes about this point in the list. You know, Twitter, whatever. And I say, which one of those are you on? And m most people say one. Most of my clients anyway. Some people say two. Very rarely are, are they really like active. Or they'll, or they'll say like, oh, I have accounts on these. But I really just go to Facebook to see pictures of my grandkids. Or I really just am on Instagram with my friends. Or whatever it is. And I say that's because the, the, so we have all of these different platforms that push out your content. So let's push it out to where your clients are. Let's let them consume it the way they want to. And then when it's time to convert them, we use those channels to send them back to your hub, your your website. Yeah. Is my video lagging as badly as it seems like it is on my end? No, you're you're on the back end experience, which is the bandwidth is is throttled down on the back end uh, that you're seeing. I guess you could say I'm I'm not too into the back end experience. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie is and always has been and always will be our resident comedian. <laughs> Stephanie, I'm just seeing your uh your I don't know message. What's so funny. I'm just I'm seeing your message in Slack now. <laughs> Ecam is is killing me or something. I can't I don't know what it was. So. <laughs> Stephanie yeah, I, I is is not that... falling in love with the interview mode of <laughs> 
<laughs> of ECAM. That's for sure. The control freak of Stephanie is not. The control, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't even know where were we. Where were we? Threw well, me off. With I have the, something with to the say. I, the I don't know how bad the delay is, so I don't know if you can even hear me right now. Yeah, can we, can. we can. We can. You're great okay. and perfect on time. Your your volume is a little low, though. It is a little low, Tim. Okay, how's that? Better? Much yeah, better. better. Much better. Okay, so I, I think as Stephanie mentioned, for, for our audience here on Divi Chat, uh, you know, you, we already know the importance of owning your own website, using a self-hosted WordPress and all that. But I think something that could be a good exercise is to evaluate every part of your business or your client's business and help them educate them on that. Uh, so for example, yeah, if, if your, your, your hosting crashed, what, what would your plan be, right? Okay, take your backup, spin it up on a new server, right? Um, if, if for whatever reason, MailChimp just decided, you know what, we don't want businesses like yours anymore and they just completely shut down your account. Okay, what would you do? Okay, take that backup of your email list, bring it over here to this platform. And so kind of basically audit every part of your business. And, and as someone mentioned here uh, in the chat, David, maybe you can throw it up there. Um, you can actually download all of your YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, so if you don't already have a copy, you can download them directly from YouTube and, and make sure you do have a copy so that you, you have your digital content there. And so I think that is an important thing to, to go through and, and basically audit all the different parts of your business. Okay, your social profiles, there's not really a backup, unfortunately, but uh, figure out ways where you can get people you know, that are following you to follow you over on a, a platform that you do own, which is your website, your email list. Right. Um, so, dang it. I was going to say something and I totally spaced. <laughs> I'll say something. I think um, one thing that I was just thinking, Tim, is if, I mean, it's great that you can download your YouTube videos, right? But if they ban you, then you can't download them. So it's going to have to be right. one of those things that you would have to be thinking ahead of the time. Same with like MailChimp or whatever. Like if they shut down your account, then you're locked out and you can't actually yeah. do something about it. So I guess it's a It'd little bit a like proactive. It, yeah, like regularly doing it. And I guess it depends on how many videos you're uploading. I mean, if you're uploading videos, realistically, most of the time you're uploading them. So you started with them on your computer and then you upload it, unless you're doing a live. Um, and then you could, I guess, download it straight after, just as in practice. Um, you could try and log in, even if it was a couple of times a year, logging into your email, MailChimp and downloading, like even if it's not super regular. But I guess the point is, you're going to have to know that if they chose to shut down or shut you down, it just disappears. So in, it's like having backups of your website. It's all well and good to say, well, I can just move my website somewhere else. But if you don't have a backup, you can't. So you're going to have to think ahead of time of what is really important, what stuff you're willing to lose, that if it disappeared, oh, well, like it just disappeared. But what stuff do you actually care about? And if that's the case, maybe proactively trying to think about how you can have backups for that. Yeah, and I think yeah. at least with Ecamm even, so like we are streaming to Facebook and YouTube currently, but Ecamm also records the episode and keeps it. Automatically. Automatically. So, and I think most content creators with like YouTube, for example, unless you're live streaming, that content's already, it's pre-produced content. So they already have their, yeah. their backups of it and stuff. But, but on the Zoom live account, stream. <clears throat> go ahead. That too. 
Yeah, well, you have our to Zoom set, account records them. Yeah, you have to set the Zoom to record and stuff. Whereas Ecamm and, will do it automatically. No, this is our Zoom account. Whenever I uh, start up the show for Divi Chat, it it always starts recording automatically. Oh, 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 is it going to a computer or to the cloud? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of times I turn it off because I don't oh, want it thanks. on my computer. <laughs> yeah, because we don't have it on. The, we don't have that space on the cloud. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think that's those are probably all really really good things. I mean, Scott says he just downloaded his Facebook assets, and I have no idea what the Facebook assets are to download. So do you guys know? It's basically you can download everything from your profile. Really? So I know you can definitely do it. Yeah, you can definitely do it um, for a personal profile. I would assume you can do it for a business profile. But my husband just went through the process because he was like over Facebook. So there's a spot where you can basically download everything. So I think a lot of people are concerned about getting off Facebook because they've put up so many photos and they would lose them if they right. left. Yeah. But you can actually just download it all. And then it gives you a chance to think about whether you still want to be there. But I guess for a business, it would be good practice. Although, again, I would assume most businesses have pre-produced their content before they're uploading it. Um, yeah. You know, you know what, Sarah, that just made me think of something else that sort of plays into this. And that is, I've seen tons of people with in recent months that are burned out on Facebook. They're ready to oh, yeah. find someplace else. And I think it's a combination of the movie that came out, the, uh, the uh, social dilemma. That yeah. was an eye opening one for a lot of people. Then with the politics that have been like rampant and the corruption and all that. And now with all the governmental stuff happening, I think people are just done. They're just over it. And so that's that's a yeah. whole nother thing. If you've got if you've got all your eggs in the Facebook basket and everybody tries to shift yep. to another Zucker platform, basket. the Zucker basket, then what? That was a good one, Tim. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> What happens yeah, well, next, I think though, the issue is that if people are leaving Facebook, they're not leaving it to go to something else. Like they're not leaving Facebook to go to TikTok unless they're young and therefore they're going to TikTok for a reason kind of thing. But if they're leaving Facebook because they don't like Facebook, they're not going to then go to another place Some that's streaming information. That like, whole, that parlor thing, is that what it was called? Parlor? There yeah, Parler's like one of the new platforms, yes. Which also got shut down. Then we've got like Clubhouse, which is audio only, and yeah. not, and it's supposed to be just in the moment. And then uh, what was the other thing people were doing? Shoot, yeah, I can't remember. There was legit. a few different. I'll tell you. It's, <clears throat> yeah, but it's, it's just a different thing. Like if people don't want to have their face everywhere or pictures yeah. or, you know, it's just it's just a whole different environment. So I've seen people. Oh, uh, But it's also just because Facebook is. big into that one. Which one, Steph? Yeah. Circle, it's called? Oh, yeah, Circle. Yeah, it's paid platform. Uh, Josh Hall's so. doing that one. Yeah. Some of it is, some of it isn't. But, yeah, the point is, though, it's like sometimes your audience leaves. And then what? <laughs> like, same deal. Like, if you have, I guess people could quit email, but I don't know. I wish I could quit email, but it doesn't really seem like <laughs> Well, even email's one now. Like most people have yeah. their newsletters going into a newsletter folder. So, yeah, you know, like it used to all come into your inbox and now it all goes into a folder and you have to choose to go look at it. So even email has lost a lot of its power. It hasn't lost all of it um, and people can still choose to go look at it and some people still have it all come into their inbox. I don't know how they survive. 
but I would say email has lost a lot of its power that it used to have as well, which is tricky. Miro says Miro circle is circle. awesome and it's ready for new communities. Yeah. I, I, there's a couple of, of, um, platforms that are choosing to use circle and stuff. So I'm, I'm curious to see kind of where that goes. I'm feeling like an idiot. I've never heard of circle. Well, don't feel like an idiot. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I had heard of it vaguely, but I wasn't, you know, too terribly educated on it. And then I forget which platform is looking at using circles um, as opposed to Facebook groups. It's, it's going to place, they want to replace their Facebook groups with circles. Um, and it may even be Ecamm. I'm not sure. So y'all can, y'all can educate me. <laughs> yeah. It's basically where Facebook is you have one profile and you join a group or, you know, a bunch of groups or whatever circle is like, for example, Josh Hall uses it for his, his course communities yeah. where, uh, it's, it's its own platform. And so you join, I think, you know, I think it's like Josh Hall dot circle or, or whatever it is. Right. And it's like his own kind of Ecosystem. community within yeah. circle. Um, I don't think it's self-hosted, so it still kind of gets into that whole uh, owning your own real estate. Cause again, you're, you're putting your eggs in someone else's basket. It's, different it's not the zucker basket but it is <laughs> someone else owns a basket so yeah that is yeah but having said that concern. like how many people are really going to set up their own uh forum type thing right. on their website like if setting up your own forum is ridiculously complex cool. and takes up a lot of space on your server and you know like you can definitely go down that track but if you're not going to go down that track Facebook or alternatives like Facebook offer a really good service to be able to run a forum in a really simple way. So if Circle's offering that, that's great. But no matter what, like unless you're going to set one up on your own website, which I would say 99% of people are not going to do, in some ways you're going to have to put your trust somewhere and accept that it may disappear at some point and make sure that all your eggs are not in whatever basket you choose to go into. Right. Now, Norman says he still has getting, the same email. This is getting email. dark, guys. From like 1997. <laughs> Norman, is that like an AOL or a Hotmail? <laughs> it's got to be one of the two. Oh, man. Don't even start me on Hotmail. <laughs> the people who have Hotmail drive me crazy because email, like websites don't send well to Hotmail and then people miss emails and you can't even sign up to Hotmail to test it because it is so old. So it still exists, but you can't even test it. So. Hey, my Please get off Hotmail, people. My, my original <laughs> Facebook account was tied to my original Hotmail account. And I, I accidentally <laughs> said, well, I wonder if I can log into that account still, you know. And I did. I figured out, I remembered my password from way back when. Logged in. Yeah, you can still use it. Very yeah. You just can't sign up for yeah. it. <laughs> and I saw my original Facebook invite, which was 2000 five or six when Facebook started and it was from a gamer friend of mine in London who was going to college there and you could only get in by invite only. And he sent me an invite. I signed up with that hotmail account and I went and I logged into that Facebook account because I had the hotmail account so I could retrieve the password and I had one friend and it was him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Originally, Facebook was only for college students. You had to have a 
.edu email address right. to, to use it. But, and then they realized right. that, well, or I, it was probably all part of their plan. They made it really exclusive. Same thing that Clubhouse is trying to do. They're making it exclusive, which makes people want it more. You have to be invited yeah. to get try. it. So. Yeah, try. Oh, no. I worked at a university, <laughs> so I, got, I had the edu. Nice. I bucked the system. Well, this got, this got dark, you guys. The whole point of this isn't to say that it's all hopeless and just forget being online. No. Just move to the mountains. Get some goats. <laughs> yeah. Get a cabin in the woods and make soap. Yeah. And, just uh, forget it. Just forget it. Shut, shut everything down. <laughs> shut it down. It no, it's, I don't know. The, point, the point isn't for darkness. You're right, Stephanie. I mean, point, I think. The point is, is, is have a website is, and is, sell is, people hey, websites. Educate, you know, have your own place. Because you need to have your own place. And, you know, it's not as daunting and scary as you think it might be. Um, it can be very low. You know, any one of these people on the panel and a lot of them in the audience on YouTube right now are web designers and stuff and can get you online quickly and easily um, in a multitude of, of forms. And I think that's that's kind of the at the end of the day, that's what we really wanted to drive home was, hey, make sure that you're protecting yourself because mm -hmm. anything can happen in this day and age. And guess what? Digital ain't going away. You know, no. it's it's going to get bigger, bigger and bigger. So if you're a business yeah, owner, COVID really, really gave it the shove. It brought everything to life. People that yeah. were people that were yeah. holding back or thought it was too expensive or didn't think they needed it. Every restaurant, every bar, every right. store, every everything, like all of a sudden is now well, not online. Only, not only on the on the business side, Stephanie, but on the consumer side. There were still age demographics and stuff that were probably really nervous about shopping online. Even in 2021, mm -hmm. as much as I do it and stuff, second nature to me, there were still a lot of demographics that, that didn't well guess what COVID hit they started shopping online now they realize holy crap i can get toilet paper delivered to the front door i don't have to go down to the store <laughs> yeah. holy i'm crap. ordering it online good choice of words i, 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 know, I think I did that kind of getting purpose, back so. to us yeah. as professionals and our audience uh, the the divvy chatters who are our uh web designers and stuff really we're so much more than web designers really and, and we need to be more than that we need to be online consultants right actually like designing the website as we all know is just a small part of what we actually do for clients but educating them on this type of stuff educating them on on uh, you know, setting up their email list and configuring all that and having the right backup solutions in place and stuff like that. It goes into the fact that uh, we're not designers, we're, we're online consultants or we're web consultants, whatever you wanna call it. Um, trying to make it as like not cheesy as, as possible, but. Um, Tim's trying to make yeah, it chic, so, man. He's trying to make us sound chic. You know what it is? Chic. We're the lucky ones, yeah. you guys. We're the <laughs> lucky ones. That's what I said when COVID hit, I was like, I've been prepping for this for years. I already don't leave the house. I have my whole setup. I order everything on Amazon or That's online funny. delivery. Like we know how to build websites. We know how to sell things online. We really are like we are the fortunate ones in this crazy 
world of 2020 and 2021. So we have like, we have the power. We can go out and we can help people and we can make money doing it. I mean, how cool is that? That's like, yeah. It's, it's the best. It's it's way cool, way cool. Now, you know, I mean, Nancy just made this comment. You know, I'm looking for a local tradesman to redo my master bath, and so many do not have a website, and it blows her mind. And that's 100 percent correct. I mean, that is crazy in 2021 in this day and age. New niche, a, Nance. That a business would not have their digital real estate, which is, you know, having a website. Realistically, a lot of those places probably feel overwhelmed by it, but all they need is a one-page website. And I think um, part of the reason is because a lot of people used to rely on, like, directories to, you know, if you're looking, I don't know what you guys have over there, but, like, the Yellow Pages was a thing here years ago. And so if you're looking for a plumber, you'd, like, go to the Yellow Pages and look in the plumbing section. Now you go to Google. And having a Google business page, I think, is just as important. And I know it's not your own real estate, but it's still really important. Right. But having a Google page and a one-page website yeah. can do a lot. Yeah. So even if that's all you can start with is a one-page, really simple website that has your opening hours, it has your contact details, it has a contact form as a part of it, it says what services you provide, even just starting with that and then having a Google business page. I think that is the place to start. If you don't know where to start, start there. Well, you know, it's kind of like to keep the whole analogy of it being real estate, to keep that going. It's like a lot of times when you start out, when you first move out of your parents' house, you don't go buy a huge mansion. You go rent something. You know, you start small. You yeah. figure things out. You do it on the cheap and you fix things yourself that are broken and all that. And then eventually you get a nicer place and then you buy something maybe, you know, depends where you live in the world, of course. But, you know, eventually you you get to a point where you're more stable. You might buy a house. I mean, some of us just want to live nomadically. No. In a Stephanie, in a camper, you, but, are stealing, you, know, there's <laughs> you are stealing my Parting thoughts, dang it. <laughs> oh, <Damn man>. you. <laughs> now what like, am I going know, so, to say? Man. You know, you can talk about how we are Take care, workers, hanging out outside <laughs> of the Home Depot hey. and people can just come find us to build their real estate for them. That right there was gold, my sports fans. That was gold. Sorry, I interrupted it with my dig at Tim. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm, I am stealing Tim's, Tim's closeout. Stephanie stole mine. Well, no, Tim. don't do that to I'm, him. I'm not. I won't. I won't do it. So nobody can do it. Tim has. Tim's the one to do it. Just gonna say. That's true. So, um, speaking of parting thoughts, I think we've kind of driven home the point of Divi Chat episode. 194. I'm, I don't remember which one it is, but somewhere closing in on 200 episodes. We're going to have to do something big for 200. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, parting thoughts. Do you have anything different than, you know, to say that we go use your go? I have to go use your superpowers to sell websites and. Quit using Hotmail, I think, was also the <laughs> takeaway from today. There was a lot of people who were upset about that comment in the comments, um, saying that they still have their original Hotmail account and it's their main uh-huh. email account. Yeah. You do you, like, whatever you want. But in my experience, I've had clients who do not receive emails coming from their website and therefore they have missed really big business because they had a Hotmail. And I have also had um, issues with spam happening with Hotmail 
So you do you, whatever you want to do, but I'm just saying I think for business, at least have a business account that is not Hotmail. That's my personal like, thought. Sarah turned that, it was like a disclaimer, like, no, you do you, except you're wrong. Like, you can do you, but you're you wrong. You do you, except don't use Well, Hotmail. just accept the fact that you may be missing business. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I brought in it my, up. In my clients I, have missed business. I don't know why Norman is saying. I bet Stephanie still uses Hotmail. What did I do to you, Norman? <laughs> get him, Norman. I get her. Who you are. Get her, Norman. On, Norman's Norm. a friend of mine. Norman's awesome. Oh, okay. So, you know. Um, here, here's well, what I know. I know it's almost like a, 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 you know, like a bad thing to have Hotmail now. I know. Uh, you know. I think um, I do. I wonder if I could still log into mine. I'm gonna go. Gonna I bet you we're gonna have lots know. of people trying to log into old Hotmail accounts mm. after this episode <laughs> of Divi Chat. I know. Oh, it's I'm gonna be I've one. Never had one. Okay, who's brave enough to say what their Hotmail account? Is. Oh man, that might need to be a whole. Oh, I definitely episode. had one. I think it's dead though. But it was Oatsarama at <laughs> Look, look. That's here's the funny thing. Like Oatsarama. Yeah. You had to have a cool email with Hotmail. Yeah. So, so mine it wasn't was, your name. It mine, was never your yeah, name. It was never your name. Mine was crazy, <laughs> crazy Cajun at hotmail.com. Crazy so. Cajun. Wow. <laughs> We had Otsarama, Crazy Cajun. Stephanie, go ahead. Tell us tell us what you had. Tell us what you had. You know, I've brought up my old <laughs> names on this show before, and it, it just doesn't go well. We don't have enough time for me to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have, I, and I've never had. Tim's too young account. to have Hotmail. He he was born yeah, right around cool. when uh, uh, Hotmail Oh, was, my God. That just made me know. feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> sorry stephanie sorry sorry <laughs> oh my god Did Look, you have yeah, but no it's then? true though it used to be that like uh online profiles screen names handles you know emails whatever mm -hmm. it yeah. used to be like something you know you try to make something clever or uh funny or something that like right. uh, you know one of your hobbies or whatever yeah but now it's like now everyone it's just like you know Tim Streifler, you know, whatever yeah, well, your name is at whatever. I think name. Miro was way ahead of the curve because he just posted, he had his name at hotmail.com. Come on. Mm -hmm. Who the heck I'm had that back then? That was unheard of back, <laughs> in, back in the 90s, I got to yeah. tell you. Um, yeah. Now yeah. everybody's well, putting their. Well, I, I have my. Emails in the chat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have my closing we'll have whole... thoughts. I want to I wanna oh, say, I'll do my parting thoughts. So. Because it kind of segues off of what Stephanie alluded to, where you are matters. So your goal, long-term goal, <laughs> Foxy Brown, 1999. <laughs> nice, Norman. Um, <laughs> um, your goal should always be to own your own digital real estate, to have your own website, to own that space on the web. But you may not be able to start there but it should be your long-term goal. So if you need to start on a Squarespace or a Wix or a Weebly or a Kajabi, whatever it is that you're doing, start there. We want you to start, have your own space, but your goal should always be to transition to your own self-hosted website, either through WordPress, which is what we endorse, or custom HTML. If you got the skill set, and you know people who can throw a custom website up for you? 
do it. Own your own stuff, you know. Uh, it but would be lightning the, fast. <laughs> yeah, the goal should be, you know, to 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 be transitioning to your own um, workspace. <laughs> yeah, June says, "What a diverse selection of microphones!" Absolutely, June. Now that's got to be somebody from Ecamm, right? It it is. The June is an audio, <laughs> video, photographer <laughs> expert. You know. Um, congratulations. Anna says she just got her, oh, she's got her org. org finally. Awesome. It's a well, big congrats. deal. Congrats. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that should be your goal, your long-term goal. Um, and Miro got, I mean, Carlos got here late, so he, he wanted to know if we could start over and, you know, kind of cover <laughs> things again. So. Uh, <laughs> Miro is asking, which this is relevant to those who are watching live, that uh, he can't see all the comments. David, do you want to explain Yeah, what's happening? Um, Miro, you're on YouTube. We're running on Facebook and YouTube, and the power of Ecamm is all of the comments are being fed into one place. So we're seeing them all live as opposed to having YouTube open, Facebook open, you know, we're seeing them come right into Ecamm, and we're able to put them on the screen as you've been seeing. I still stuff. have all the things open because I don't have any <laughs> <buttons>. <laughs> I I only have YouTube open. I, well, I, I'll tell you, I only have the YouTube chat open, and the only reason why I popped out the YouTube chat was because I wanted to type something. And Ken and Glenn, if you're you're probably not watching this, but the ability to reply to comments on a textual basis via typing needs to be added into Ecamm. It's awesome. Oh By my God. David was just addressing the, the owners of Ecamm, which is yeah. funny because <laughs> David always random. assumes that like Matt Mullenweg, Nick Rose, <laughs> yeah. all these. Well, hey, you just <laughs> never know, right? You never know. They might be watching one day, Tim. They might be watching. Mark Zuckerberg. Hey, Norman, yeah. thanks for stopping by, my friend. I hope, I hope you, we you know, shed some knowledge on, on the could importance, I, you know. Can I just tell you my big takeaway from this Go today? For it. Is that you can pop no. out the chat? Yes. I did not know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I always just squished my window down. <laughs> no, pop the chat out, oh, Stephanie. High five, You can David. listen to Give this. You, whoop, hey, whoop, whoop. Psh, psh, you can pop the chat out. Close oh the YouTube gosh, so window right so you don't even have to use the bandwidth of the video. You can pause the video so it's not oh, I going. Pause the video. And then you can have the chat and it'll keep going live. So, hey. You guys, my life just changed today. You're welcome. Only on Divi Thank Chat, you. folks, can you have this kind of enlightenment. So well, my, go ahead, my parting chat is if you are watching right now on YouTube, if you could go ahead and give us a thumbs up. That would be awesome. Or if you absolutely hated everything that we said, uh, give us a thumbs down. Uh, because honestly, uh, engagement is engagement, whether you liked it or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know yeah, how happy I am about you encouraging that. But. Well, yeah. no, no, no. Here's the thing, though, is, is people don't realize that because we, we, uh, people think that like, oh, if they hate something, they'll give it a thumbs down. and They're going to like hurt the video or hurt the profile somehow. They just view that as engagement. And so like controversial like, oh, videos care. that have like that have like 60% thumbs up, 40% thumbs down. I was pointing the wrong way. Um, that's not going <laughs> to hurt the video. It's engagement's engagement. So, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Looks like we got some new subscribers. Thank you, Sammy. Cool. Uh, Sammy's and a little, if you enjoyed Divi chat, as so. always, 
please go to ratethispodcast.com on whatever device you're listening or watching on. Uh, ratethispodcast.com slash Divi Chat. Yeah. Sorry. Thank and you. I, I was even interrupted myself. I was gonna I was gonna add that. Now I wanna say this. Sammy, who's new to the audience, first timer, is a brand new Divi user. So he's just Welcome. building his Divi website. So and and he's there's a superstar. A couple of these a couple of the new viewers and stuff are new Divi users and stuff. So, um, it's exciting. Welcome, welcome. This is the place all things Divi, almost, almost all things Divi. Mm -hmm. Um, so Divi chat. Sarah, you got any parting thoughts? No. <laughs> just just, just says, don't be on one place like i feel like we've already said look, it i think have a website and where possible if no. you're going to use social media that's totally fine but make sure that you're also sending people to your website that's well, it here's here's the funny thing is sarah does not know if she would have stopped it no nah, she would have pulled a rich which in december there was a vlogmas of 31 days of live streaming continuous for this Facebook group. Right. And by like day 18, Rich comes on and he says, I got nothing. I, got <laughs> I just nothing. got nothing. And that was his video. And when you said, no, you, you reminded me of Rich. It was pretty funny. Probably we could have went out on an epic note. So I hey, feel like I could read Sarah's mind right now. She's like, no more final thoughts. It's 12 after David. Wrap it up. <laughs> I have to go to the toilet, to be honest. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Hit the subscribe button. Is hit the like. <laughs> I really need to go as well. Leave us a comment. Let Me us know too. what you think about the new stuff. And uh, we'll see you next week. Same time, Bye, same place. Divi Chat, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific. All the other stuff. Take Figure care. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>